We are going to read from the book of Joshua. Chapter 1 verse 8. Isn't it wonderful that God filled people with the Holy Spirit in the weekend challenge? Uh, in my prayers when I was praying for the weekend challenge. I was quoting the scripture in the book of Acts. That says, while Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon them that heard the word. So I was telling the Lord, even before hands are laid on people, when the word of God is going on, come down and fill people. Now we have had testimonies, and even of those other fellowships that were with us here, and even referings, how many were refilled? You are filled, but then in the convention, God what? refilled you with the Holy Spirit. Properly yeah, that is wonderful. So we are reading a book, uh, Verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Echitabo chino echama teka techikuvanga mkamwako techivanga mkamwako na ye onochirozanga emsana nechiro oliokenga we kume okora ngabiyo na bwebiri ebiwandikidwamu kubanga bonotegezanga wotyo ekubolyo Era bonowe wanga omkisa wotyo. Amen. Amen. So you may be seated. Minzokturako. Uh, he has talked of prosperous. Are you get the cool and success? Kuku kura kura no man okwe womkisa. So that's what we are going to preach about. It is to gain the kuhirako. How to be successful and prosperous. Isn't that wonderful? No one wants to fail. Whether you are in school, whether you are in business, whether you are in the ministry, whether you, are, you have a job, whether you are farming, no one wants to fail. But we all want to be successful and to be prosperous. Amen. Amen. Um, I want also to read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. 
ya first corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 temumanyinga abaduka mu kuwakana badukanira dalabonna naye awebwa ko empera omu mudukenga we mutyo mulyoke muwewe amen amen so we are going to share on that how to be successful and prosperous praise be the name of the lord amen in the scripture in the second chronicles chapter 11 verse 9 the bible says so david waxed greater and greater for the Lord of hosts was with him. So when the Lord God is with you, you will be prosperous. You will be successful. The Bible talks of Joseph. Any all those patriarchs. It talks about Abraham, how he prospered in cattle, amen, amen. in livestock, amen. amen, and Isaac, the Bible says he also multiplied, he prospered with a lot of cattle, until the land would be even smaller for those people. And the Bible says the Philistines envied him. Because of the prosperity. Praise God. And then Jacob also. He prospered. In whatever he did. And look at Joseph. The Bible reports about how much he prospered. He was a son of prosperity. And because the presence of God was with him. And everywhere he went. He was with God. Praise God. Even when he was sold. Into slavery. He was a slave. A servant. In an Egyptian's soldier. In an Egyptian's general's home. Called Potiphar. But even Potiphar's house. Prosperity Potiphar Because Joseph was there. And later on, you know. Amen. You know what happened? When the wife of Potiphar converted him. And when he wanted to force him. He could not accept. He was a disciplined young man. Who feared God. God. There is no person who fears God and lacks God's blessings. The favor of the Lord is upon those people who fear Him. Sin 
brings sickness. Sin brings curses. Sin brings death. And righteousness does the opposite. So this boy was righteous. He feared God. He kept his commandments. And although he suffered persecution as a result of fearing God, Amen. Amen. And he was sent into prison. Still, he went into prison with God. Brother, it doesn't matter oh. where righteousness can put you. If it can put you in prison, you will go with God. If it can put you in a lion's den, go in the lion's den with God. Don't fear. If you you're going because of God and because of the cause of the kingdom and because of righteousness if it causes you to lose your job lose your job but with God if it causes you persecution with God if it causes your fiery finance enter the fiery finance but with God so Joseph was sent in prison because of keeping the word. What caused him the problems? Keeping the word. And he was put in prison. He went in prison with God. And the Bible says the prison prospered. Whatever they did prospered. You know prisons have prison farms. They rear cattle. They do agriculture. But when Joseph was there, that prison prospered. And it was noticed that this season things are different. Things are different here. We have never had it like this. So they realized that they were prospering because of that boy. He was a spiritual boy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then, you know what happened from prison? He was promoted from prison. And amazing, an amazing story. From prison to the governor of a super kingdom like that. And when he was a governor, the whole world bowed to Egypt. Literally. And it became the superpower of the world because the governor was a prosperous person. He was having a blessing upon him. And God wants his children to prosper. There are many examples we could give in the Bible. God wants his children to prosper. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.
And what makes you to prosper? Because the word of God is in you. And where the word of God is, the blessings of God are. I mean the presence of God is. Where the word of God is, the blessings of the Lord is. Because the word of God is there. There is a time the Philistines came and fought Israel and looted the Ark of the Covenant. And it was realized that where the Ark of the Covenant went, there was a lot of blessings. There is a lot of prosperity. So David planned to bring it back home. Where the Ark of the Covenant is, there is blessings. The Ark of the Covenant attracts the presence of God. Amen. Let me say a little bit about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a wooden box like this one. Amen. Amen. And inside there, there were two tables of the stones where God wrote the Ten Commandments. They were written on two tables of stone. It's not because they could not fit on one table. But it was typing something. You know your heart is two tables of stone. How do you draw a heart? Like this. Yes, like this. Two tables. Can you reflect the heart on the, on the, on the screen? Those are two tables. And when God is writing his word, he writes it on your heart. God is a plan. It's not the word to be on Papers and on stones. That paper and stones is just the channel, the uh, avenue for the word of God to go to its right place. But the right place is your heart. That's why the Bible says you are our letters that are read of all men. And then he said you are, uh, you are living episodes. Recently I was preaching somewhere when I was preaching in, in Nigeria I emphasized how the message must move all the way from tapes and books to your heart to your life so that you are a living tape you are a tape putting on a, a, a skirt and a blouse you are a tape putting on a suit you are a tape you are a a spoken word book moving because if Paul said you are our 
letters. You are our episodes. So what would the message of this age say? He would say, you are the spoken, you are my spoken word books. You are my tapes. Living tapes that are written and are right over me. How do they read you? They see your conduct. And it is out of this world. When it is godly. So godly. It is reflecting Jesus Christ. You look like Jesus. In conduct and behavior. In power. Until they want to find out. Where you worship. Which church you belong. Amen. Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. So that's what it's supposed to be. Amen. You are our letters. So the word of God is written on the head. That's the Ark of the Covenant. But before that time it was in a wooden box. Uh, that wood was made of acacia wood and overlaid with gold. Amen. Molten gold. Inside and outside. And that gold means signifies deity. So, it means the godhood, godly substance, God substance wants to be applied inside and outside of you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Inside, Munda. there is Godhood. And outside, there is Godhood. So that the goodness and the character we are talking about, it is not human goodness, but it is supernatural. You love like God because God is loving through you. You are kind like God because God is in you. You are sweet and nice like God because the good the characteristics of Jesus Christ are reflecting through you and then that act it had uh, you know it had um, on top it was um, it, it had a lead and on top of the lead was the mercy seat Praise God. On top of the lead was the master seat. That's where the priest put blood. Imagine if this is the ark of the covenant. Inside here, there are two tables of stones where God wrote the Ten Commandments. Amen. Amen. And on top here, 
There is a master seat. There is blood. What does that signify? Signify that master is always on top of the word. Where there is no word, there is no master. That's why you can live in a Catholic church, in an Anglican church, even a Pentecostal church, and you know the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie, but you will not defeat lying. Thou shalt not commit adultery, you will not overcome it. Thou shalt not steal, you will not overcome it. Amen, you will not strong to have anger, but you will not be able to overcome don't have jealousy and envy you will not be able to overcome why? there is no mercy there is no mercy grace and mercy work together so when there is no grace you cannot overcome grace gives you power to overcome what you would not overcome naturally praise God and that comes back by the mercy that comes from the mercy seat. Blood on top of the word. Mercy seat on top of the word. So grace is on the top of the word. When any church, when any religion takes away the word of God, when you take away the ark of the covenant, the master seat goes with it. So master leaves when the word is taken away. You say, how do how do you say, you know, how, how have they taken away the word? You see, to take away the word doesn't mean to take away the whole Bible and throw it away. What brought the human race down and it brought death was when Adam and Eve broke the word. But they did not break the whole thing. They broke just a little thing. You can keep 99.9% .9 But if you break 0.1 Before God you have broken the whole thing And then the spirit of God leaves The mercy of God goes Why? Because the word is tampered with. When you take away the ark of the covenant, you cannot remain with the master seat. And if the master seat is not there, the people will be given laws and rules to keep but the grace to keep them will not be there. Have you failed to get uh, the picture of the heart? Okay, fine. Let us continue. Praise be the name of the Lord. But now, the Ark of the Covenant, when it was even stolen by the Philistines, 
Everywhere it went, those blessings. Because where the Ark of the Covenant is, it attracts the Shekinah glory. It attracts the presence of God. It attracts that angel of the covenant. The angel that we talked about in the weekend challenge. He's always there. What made the whole of holies always have the supernatural light. Oh, sometimes I just mention a thing and then I realize the church's understanding is not on the same level. There are some young ones, there are old ones. So I have to go back and explain. So when I talk about the supernatural lights, the tabernacle that God told Moses to build in the wilderness, it had three major courts. It had the outer court. It had the holy place. And the hall of holies. The hall of holies was inside the veil. Amen. Amen. There was a veil that was made by badger skins. That separated the whole of holies from the holy place. In the outer court, the light that illuminated there was sunlight. And at night, moonlight. In the holy place, which is the second court, it was the light there was candle light. But that light could go off. The lamps could go get smoky. And they become dim. So that light was not perfect. That is artificial light. But in the whole of holies, the light that illuminated there was supernatural. It is called the Shekinah glory. And that was the presence of God. That light is the same thing that Moses saw in the burning bush. That light is the same thing that made Paul saw on the road to the, to, to Damascus. Damascus. That light is the same that came on the door of Pentecost and filled the believers. That light is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And now the Holy Spirit in the whole of holies, it, was, uh, it made everything there alive. Because the Holy Spirit in nature is quickening power. So when they put Aaron's rod there, in one night, it was quickened back to a living, to living. Oh, I like that part there. There is a very important point there. Aaron had walked with that rod. Aaron. I believe from Egypt. Maybe for you. 40 years old. Many years. And such a rod is dead. 
dry and you cannot identify who it is like this now if we ask you what kind of log is this you cannot tell. Amen. Amen. But if it had a back, if it had branches, and it has leaves, you will identify, right? So Aaron's sword was in this condition. They put it in the hall of holies, in the presence of the Shekinah glory, in the presence of the quickening power. And the Bible says in one night, it got so quick. It became alive. It put back on the back. It put on the leaves. It put on fruits. Fruits. In one night. And it was identified to be an almond tree. Hallelujah. It was an almond tree. Praise God. So the quickening power brings the identity. By quickening the attributes that are hiding in an individual. In you, their attributes. Amen. Amen. The potentials of God. The characteristics of God. Are buried in you. Those are the attributes. But. The Holy Spirit. When he comes on you. When he comes in you. He quickens them. And brings them out. Praise God. Actually. He kills what is not supposed to be in you. That's why that we had a testimony yes, so of the sister who knows naturally he's a, a hot tempered person. But when she received the Holy Spirit in the weekend challenge or before, she was so nice. Yeah, she was so sweet. But even someone who has done a, 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 an offense, even a child who has committed an offense she cannot she cannot be rude to, to him or to her the story says about a Welsh revival that they had to take their animals the donkeys they had to take them back for training because they were not used to work and uh, kindness. Amen. Amen. They were used to work under harassment. They beat them. They cast them. They would abuse them. You need this uh, like the ox. Or like the donkeys. 
Because they are animals. They don't have knowledge like human They can make mistakes. Now this one who is operating it. I would abuse it. And would get out would, uh, would abuse it. Would abuse it. That look at this. Now when time reached the whole of that press. That press of wells. They were swept by the revival. They all came to churches. Sinners would come to repent. Your uncle would come to repent. The cousin brother would come to repent. They also bring others. Now the Holy Spirit uh, removed the sin from them. Their hearts uh, became merciful. Became tender and kind. They could not even abuse an animal. Or to curse it. Maybe to get angry at it. So the animals also became uh, they felt pampered. They would just stand and they would not work. Because they were used to, to be harassed. Now they had to take them back for training. So that now they can work. When they are not under rudeness. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit does not just let you to speak in tongues only. Or maybe to fall and run. Or to shout or run. He has to change your nature. Now I've seen that that kind of glory it kills the nature of sin and it gives life the nature of God that was buried in you then we can know this person was an almond tree of this thing all this time it has been an almond rod how do you know because of the fruits it is bearing. What has manifested it? The quickening power. The glory of God. The Shikayana glory. That's what it does. And you need it. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, there is no hall of holies where one must go to the sky of glory. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple went he said that it ran from heaven. It didn't run from beneath. It ran from heaven. Why? God held it like that. And when he did, it means everyone now is welcome to the presence of God. Not only the priests. But every man, every woman, rich and poor, born and free, two gentiles, everyone is welcome to the presence of God. You don't need to 
Sign a membership card. The way that you signing a card, you are a member. No church must go. Uh, endorse you. The way can you And recommend you to the glory of God. You are free. Every individual is free. To come into the hall of holies. Praise God. The hall of holies. There is a sky in a glory. The sky of glory is a quickening power. Praise God. That's why when they put there the golden pot of manna, you see God told Moses, you know, he used to drop for them manna every night. And he told them not to keep for the following day. Because the following day he was going to give them more. Uh, every time I mention a point, I want to go back to it. You see why every day Every night he must give them. You must not go and gather too much to keep for tomorrow. You know, my family is, is big and my children are young. We, we have to be filled. We have to store and prepare ourselves for the following day. No! Pick enough for that particular day. Because tomorrow God is going to provide more. That teaches us not to be worried. People who are worried of future. People who are worried of tomorrow. How shall I live tomorrow? How shall I manage tomorrow? Jesus told us not to be worried of tomorrow. He told us to learn from birds. Birds don't have storehouses. They don't keep and store. They don't have a ministry of disaster preparedness. They live one day at a time. One day at a time. Next day, I have gone. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When the day comes, He will provide for that day. Praise God. So you must keep for only one day. When they come for the following day, you'd check where you kept it and you'd find maggots. It is rotten. God was not He did not allow that. He did not bless keeping for future. Because future God is there. Amen. The God of the future you'll meet him in the future because he lives I confess tomorrow because he lives Oh, fear is gone. Because I know he holds my future. And life is worth Amen. a living just because he lives. Hallelujah. Amen. I may not know about tomorrow. But I know the one who holds tomorrow. So, brother, sister, I don't know even what is happening to going to happen in the afternoon. I don't know what will happen in the night. I don't know what will happen tomorrow. But I know the one who holds tomorrow. 
Amen. Amen. He will guide me and he will lead me. How do you know, Brother Gideon? Whether 10 years from now you will still be a preacher. Whether you still be a Christian. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. A certain man told Brother Branham, You say heaven, 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 heaven. Can you see it? He said, No, I can see it. I see it with, with faith. So, how do you believe there is a place that you can see? It was at night. How are you going to read there? Brother Branham asked him. It was evening. He asked him, sir. Do you see your home from here? He said, no. How are you going to read there and, 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 and it's dark? He said, I will use my torch. To brighten my path. Praise God. That was the answer. He said, I also have the torch. The word of God is the lamp at my feet. Every step, it will give me where to step. And give me where to step. And before I know it, I will be in heaven. I will be home. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One day at a time. One step at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. So when they kept it, it was corrupt. And Brother Brown said, that is an example of keeping testimonies of years and years. Testimonies of years and years. They say, when did you last experience the goodness of the Lord? Say, oh, God, that time when I received the Holy Ghost. Oh, I felt so sweet. Brother Bram said, shame on you, backslider. It should be right now. Because every day, God is there to give you manna for that day. Praise God. And you can never get used to the, to the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. So, brother, sister, where there is the ark of the covenant, it attracts the glory of God. And when it attracts the glory of God, whatever it finds around, it blesses. We have agreed that kind of glory is a quickening power. And the quickening power is a blessing power. Right? And it gets attracted by the mastership which is part and parcel of the Ark of the Covenant. So, when that glory is attracted and it finds there Aaron is wrong, Aaron's road is going to be quickened. When he comes and finds around, the golden pot of manna is going to be quickened. So you, you are the ark of the covenant. Two tables of stones. That is your heart. One side and another side. Praise the Lord. 
praise God. And when that, uh, those two tables are written, episode, are written with the word of God, then mercy is on, is on you. Like David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So goodness and mercy is following you. Praise God. And when that Chikina glory finds you planting cabbages, the cabbage will be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. When it finds you in class, it will not allow you to be a failure. You will be head and not tail. When it finds you in an office, that office will be blessed. Because the ark of the covenant is there. It has attracted the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory is quick and it's power. It will quicken whatever it tries there. There is no fear than the devil. The witch doctors. They are the ones which glorify the devil. Because they are servants of the devil. I mean, I things, maybe some witches, uh, witchcraft from your home. They are following you. Maybe they got your. Your aunt, one of your aunties. The other stepmom of yours. Maybe put it somewhere on the grave of a child who died when she was young. And maybe they spoke some words. That's why you cannot produce children. Then now what should we do? That now we have to go and they dig out now, Who Can you dig Satan and you manage him? Satan is the spirit and he's everywhere. Where will you dig him? Now those groups of the charismatic will also come. They enter in your house and they speak Satan some tongues. Of course Satan can also speak some tongues. They speak some tongues. They say, now there. They planted something there. Then they go and dig and dig out. But maybe they dig out some things. That they dig Satan out of the ground. Satan is not in the ground. Satan is a spirit. He's always roaming. Satan asks the devil, but where are you coming, devil? I've been a roitering. I've been roitering. Now, will you dig him out of the ground? What's the relationship between the ground and Satan? Huh? Now, listen. The gospel of Jesus Christ are good news. Now, the good news declares the power of God. And the power of God is unlimited. You can't be blessed by God and then the witchcraft fails you. 
The Bible says that there is no witchcraft unto Israel. Listen. The blood of Jesus Christ has power and it's more powerful than sin. So we are not here to glorify sin. But we are here to glorify the blood of Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ is more powerful than all the witchcraft. Praise be to God. More than all the witchcraft. So for us, we don't fear any witchcraft. Even if, if you put it on my uh, doorstep, I mean, you can just pick it by hand. And maybe put on gloves because Satan is dirty. I just pick it out and I throw it where it's supposed to be. Whether in the toilet, Satan cannot refuse, of course, to go there. Now, how do you fear such a dead thing? Our God is living. Now, if you are blessed by God and you are in an office where they put some, some witchcraft, when the blessing of God comes, listen, they took the ark of the covenant in the temple of Dagon. By morning, Dagon had fallen down and got uh, into pieces. Now, these, these were Philistines. They were Philistines. They took God's covenant into the temple of Dagon. Meaning that when the Shekinah glory came down, those Dagon gods cannot stand the presence of God. So if you have God, you have a breast Now wherever you go, whether in office, whether they have put some witchcraft, just tell them that you put after. You tell me to enter. Amen. 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 That's why Elijah told them, those witch doctors, the false prophets, are you first to do your things. You do your things. Ah, they did their things. And they called. And their voices became worse. And at the end, she came and renewed the altar that they had dismantled. All those numbers, they said that they were of Jesus. She dismantled them off and built a new altar. Those were witch doctors. Dancing numbers for Jesus. Dancing numbers for Jesus. Even when you see them dancing, you see that they don't have any respect for God. They are just worldly witch doctors. When he came and put everything in order, after he called, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Israel, today, let it be known, you are the true God, and I am your servant. Uh, before even he finished praying, the Holy Spirit came down. Fire came. It burnt the sacrifice. It burnt the altar. It burnt the stones. And it burnt the water. Amen. That is the God whom we worship. Amen. 
We are talking about prosperity and success. The presence of God in the life of a believer will bring success. He said, I'll bless every work of your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's why those men, like Joseph, like Abraham, like Isaac, like Israel, everywhere they went, they were blessed. You could not envy them enough and fail them. Never. Because the presence of God was with them. Brother, sister, every war seek the presence of God. You just move in the anointing in the presence of God. Every dagon, every spirit of the devil, every witchcraft, every demon will live. Will now, now, in the beginning, Genesis, which is the sixth chapter of the Bible, we find in there that when God made a man, He made him in the way that He knew that He was to be. And it could never be any greater design than what the than what he is. In other words, you can never be in a higher, in a greater design than what you are. You are at best. You are God's masterpiece. Praise God. Can preach a whole service on that now. Praise God. I pity people who seek to make plastic surgery on themselves. Who bleach their skins. To look different. They are not satisfied. But I'm um, God is best. There is nothing more than what I am. That I can ever admire. I'm God's masterpiece. I'm greatly and wonderfully made. Praise God. Amen. 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 When he began to make life, when when he began to make life, he made it from the lowest life, which is more or less the polywag, the polywog, akarulwe. Amen. The flog. And on the highest life is man. Kakurwe. Kakurwe. Ah, sorry. Amen. I feel there is something wrong. Something didn't sound right. Yes. So flog the highest life is man. Which is image of God. Now you see God was creating. He first created that uh, that third pole. In it came a frog. 
Then out of that fish created some other higher organisms like birds. Then maybe kangaroos. Then up came maybe the, the leopards, the lions. Up, 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 and then there came up the chimpanzees. Finally, the serpent. Adam. That is the highest. God cannot create anything. More than that. That's the highest. Now when he did. Begin to leave. To leave. Amen. 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 And then. In his life. Man. Begin to achieve things. But when he did. He began to leave God out of the picture. That is the problem. They leave God out of the picture. They think it's their own making. Begin to have selfish motives. And when he did that, he began to think of something for himself. And we find that it isn't long until he had to he, he had corrupted the very planet that God had put him on. Planet. He had got it all in such a condition till even his creator grieved. Him at his heart that he had ever made a man. Uh -huh. and, he can and you can imagine how God felt when he seen the very creature that he made in his image and gave him dominion. And how that he made him to do something for him. And yet he turned all the strength and his power over to selfish desires and achievements. In what we call the first world, what I think that it's the other first world, the last world, Today they believe a man, a child has a right to choose what sex he wants to be. And they even teach that when you get produce a child, you should name the child with names uh, one for girl, girlish, and one for boys until he comes to the age where he can make a choice of Era what he wants to be. And they teach them as, as, as early as possible. And if the boy chooses to be a girl, he starts hating anything to do with boys. And they request to be to, 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 to sanction their choice. 
injecting them with hormones that will make them girlish. And they operate them. They change their shape. They make them women. I was told of recent that even they started, they, they, they have started, they have become successful in uh, giving them a man, giving, giving a man a womb, uh, an artificial womb. Where the man can conceive. So you really become different. Because it's very it's very easy. If they, they manage to prepare some artificial condition there. You'll go to the hospital. You get a fertilized uh, embryo and put it in that artificial womb and the womb will act as an incubator and a child will be born. So we are worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. And when it reached there, God said, I regret why I even made man. I will wipe him from the earth. And we are far worse. This generation is far worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. And it is pending God's wrath. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But God made man with such a level of free moral agency and with such a highest intelligence that he has power to invent to do great things, to great achievements. But because he put them him on free moral agency. He started choosing wrong things and misusing the power God made him. Misusing. Praise God. But he made him to achieve. Now we are going to talk, we are talking about now good achievements a good success and prosper now uh, on Friday I preach still on the power of choice and power of choice and decisions then I said People think God will do things for them. Now, I read a number of quotes that no matter how God promised you something, He does not expect you to be like a, some automatic robot that is pre-programmed that when it comes for you to achieve that thing the program just moves you and you find your 
and you are achieving. No. You will never achieve nothing but what you your choice is and your decision no money and you do it happen no chikola ne chiberawo you make it happen no chiretero kuberawo praise god you have a role to play now ina kuwe chitundu choino kokola obo muri mgoino kokola it's a principle it's a law uh, no, no. Is if God made you, you are a man. As a man, you have children in you. The Bible says, Levi paid tithe when he was still in the loyals of Abraham. He was not in the loyals of Sarah. He was in the loyals of Abraham. Amen. Amen. So Abraham had love in him. But Abraham, Abraham must find a wife and make a choice and a decision and takes a responsibility of marrying. And then when he marries, God will bless for him to have children. But if you say, God promised me that I'll be a father of many nations. And you sleep. You become a good customer of the commando. You become a good customer of And some Rolex. You are just growing, growing. And you are becoming pale and pale and old. And cheekbones protrude. And the cheeks are also uh, for but, going. But, but you know the scriptures very well. Say, He promised me. I'll follow many nations. Can that promise come to pass? No! Praise God. You have to work out the principle of that promise. Amen. Amen. And then it will come to pass. God is watching over it to bring it to pass. He promised us blessings. Do you know he promised us that we shall be a blessed people? He said we shall be heard and not tailed. Does that promise apply to us? Head and no tail. Even our storehouses will be blessed. That we will be blessed. And even the neighbors will realize that we are blessed people. These people are blessed. That all nations, neighboring nations, we realize we are blessed people. 
But how will it come? Compare the example that I've given you of Abraham and the promise of having a, a many seeds. So if he has promised you to bless you and to prosper you, you'll be head and tail. Not tail. He also said, I will bless the work of your hand. So if God has promised you, you are not a chimpanzee. You are not a monkey. That we just go in the wild and where to find a tree with fruit. And God expects you to do something about the promise because you are his child. You are his child. He gave you the ability, the intelligence. So if you believe you bless the work of your hand then you are going to strategize and, and put a plan how you are going to get that blessing. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. He asks Moses what do you have in your hand? I have a road. Okay, we are going to, to work with what you have. Amen? Amen. He asked his disciples, What do you have? Five loaves. Okay, that's what we are going to work with. What if they told him, We have nothing. The story would be different. They had to have something. So, you cannot just pray and pray and fast and pray and it ends there. No! It doesn't work that way. Recently, we are listening these second services. We are listening from the preaching of Maduka. He said, get a seed. Put it on the table. Pray. First for the days. Speak in tongues. Be inspired. You will never get anything from that seed. Because you have, you have violated principles. He said, but now let us change the picture. Put the seed in the ground. Water it. And don't pray. Will it refuse to grow? No. According to the principle, it will grow. Why? Because God put a law in that seed and that law is his word. Amen. Praise God. Now, you cannot say I only pray. You brothers, 
You brothers. We were brother. I don't know what to call you. Who sit in your home. And you look at your wife. And she looks at you. And you yawn. And she yawns. And your children are lucky. And your wife is lucky. And you're not working. And you don't want to go out to work. You just look at your wife until she calls the pastor. I'm talking about what I know. After some of you, I know you. I can almost say I'm talking about you. In the sisters in trouble, they are complaining. In one week and two weeks, week week sister, sister, you remove the skirt and give it to the brother. Let him put it on. It's because it's an abomination. But you would have put on his trousers. He puts on your skirt. That person is not a man. The Bible says that a man who cannot look after his family he is worse than an infidel. You can't tell me that I failed to get jobs. How comes? Just come to my home tomorrow. I get you a job. We go. We find where they are building. And ask them, uh, can you give us some, some job maybe of uh, trying to give some If that place is full, shall go to another site. You see if we won't have a 10,000 in your pocket. You are not a believer. You ought to be excommunicated. Bible government, you are worse than a publican. Why should we worship with publicans? In the Bible, they never ate with publicans. You must take care of your people. Deacons, please help us on this. Sister, get a deacon's wife. Sister, get a deacon. Get a deacon's contact. I mean, from the number of deacon. You just Just hide somewhere. Call the deacon. Let him come at home. brother, Why did you spend the day here? What do you do these days? You don't have what to do. Let him excommunicate him. Let him not make you suffer with hunger. Because every day you are worried of where to get food. I mean it. Don't think I'm exaggerating. We have to move out and look out for what to do as a man. You as a wife, it's not your duty to start trying to get something, something that can make you survive. It's the duty of that man. It's his responsibility. You are meant to be a queen of the home. 
to take care of the home to take care of the children that's why you are not rough like us that's why you are not given muscles like us you are made soft and tender to nurse our tired when we have come from work a man must work Amen. that's a believer he promised to bless the work of our hands brethren is very common very common here in Uganda. If not Africa. Africa And in our churches, I'm speaking as a, as a leader of people. I know the problem that is prevailing. I know. So don't tell me you are you are praying. No. We all pray. There is no minister of praying. Show me in the Bible. A minister called praying. We all must pray. And pray everywhere. Every time. We all must pray. Amen. Amen. So you must work. And as we work, you believe God, He will bless the work of your hands. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what you're working. Amen. Amen. But you must work. There's a man work. Get Karao's hands. To get to put bread upon on the table for your family. Amen. Amen. So. One. Now, how do we succeed? First of all, you must discover what God put in you. Every person on earth is a gift. That's why he made us in the way that is not similar. Because you are a gift. And your neighbor is a gift. And your neighbor does not have what you have. No. Why? Because he must need you. He must need you. And you must need him. Therefore, as you are exploiting what you have as you exploiting what you have you know that your neighbor needs it and by that you're going to live by what God made you that other people need right 
Chitufu. If he made us all similar, no one, one would need the other. But he made you special, unique, so that you will be needed by others. Praise God. And you also need them. Actually, the best way to succeed is to discover what God put in you. And you do it best. Amen. Amen. Now, Kati. we would like to play, sir, well, like preaching. Now, we are using now preaching as an example. Well, let John Doe or anybody preach. If John Doe wasn't absolutely called of God to be a preacher, he will never make a successful preacher. His mother might have told him he should be a preacher. And his dad might have sent him off to a seminary and he might have that degrees and so forth. But he will never be able to lead people to God till the Holy Spirit has moved into that man's life and give him something. He may not be able to speak his words right. Amen. He may not have the right grammar. He might not be able to use the right psychology. But if he is the power of God is if the power of God is in his life the people will know it. Do you know preaching is not eloquency? I'm very poor at speaking. And many times I keep quiet. I like keeping quiet when people are talking. Because the scripture says First, excuse me to take out this thing. The Bible says that if a fool keeps quiet, they would have called that fool a wise person. So it's good to be quiet. Most cases, if you are not sure of what you're going to say, just keep quiet. Speak one or two when they are words of wisdom. And if you be there and you keep quiet, they may think that person is wise. It seems that person is the one who has the answer. But when you speak empty, the empty words, you are exposing yourself. So keep quiet. So I like keeping quiet. So I am very poor at giving speeches. 
Even yesterday, I realized they, are, they might have put me on the program. And I, and I, and I sent a deacon to go tell them, I don't have a speech. speech and I mean it. I convert people who know, who are very articulate in their words. There is a way they form their speeches. Me, I don't know how to speak. And I don't know even to pretend. I don't know how to to praise you when I know you are not praiseworthy. If I praise it must be genuine. Because I love to be honest. But many people, those people who know how to form speeches, many times they speak what is not real. Not all the time, but many times. But when I stand behind the pulpit, and I've asked the Heavenly Father to give me grace, and I open the Bible, what's come? Amen. Because there is not me. Many times I've listened to my sermons. And I hear nuggets that are on those words. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry to say this. But I enjoy my sermons. I'm, I'm one of the preachers that I like listening to. Yes. Amen. Among the preachers, I just love to hear is Gideon. Now, when I'm listening, sometimes I find myself. Wisdom that was speaking on that when I seek such wisdom in me, I don't find it. Yet I hear that that thing is very right. I don't have that knowledge of wisdom. So how that comes, how, how does that one come? So come but not me speaking. But the Holy Spirit speaking and it just ends there. Even it doesn't register or keep in my memory but it is caught on uh, the recording. Now, I also to learn or know something I also have to go back to the recording. That's what he says here. That you may not know how to articulate your words. Not, knowing, not having even a good grammar. But if you are to be a preacher, God must have put that thing in you. He's the one who does it. God is the preacher. He's the one who puts that thing in you. That gift. The Spirit of God to be the one speaking in you. Praise God. That's what it means. So, any other thing is like that. 
In the world they call it passion. Monsi bachita passion. 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 You do things that where your passion falls. And passion doesn't just come from nothing. It is a deep calling to the deep. You find a child, he has passion for a certain thing. Don't discourage him. That is how God made him and that's why he will be successful. Because we are unique. Just as I've said, God made you in such a way that is so unique and people must covet what you are and what you have. Praise God. And in that, you will succeed. There are people who see preaching or music or whatever. They covert it, but it's not in there. It's not there. But they just think it's, uh, it's wonderful. And they, they struggle to do it, to become it. You will never succeed. You will never succeed in something that... God never put in you. Brother Branham said, God uses his man the way he made him. He said, if someone says he's a pastor, he said, I just watch him. So if I find that his nature is not of a pastor, no matter what he claims, he can never become it. Because there is a way a pastor is designed naturally. He said a pastor is not a flighty person. Flighty person. No, see what it is. Omuntu alinawasiwasi. A quarter to no nachita. Person who just picks this and drops it and picks it. A young wokucha mukirida. Just easily excited. Follows maybe some thinking, some thought, any thought. Ovoku vyanga tano. A pastor is a solid person. He said that uh, Yeah, he may take long to take a decision. But when he decides, you cannot easily move him. Yes. Amen. That's a pastor. Because you see, you are designed to be a leader and you hold souls of men that you'll even answer for. So God cannot entrust you with souls of men when you are just like a butterfly. Whatever wind of doctrine comes to you it's amen. amen. That's not a pastor. 
So if you say you are a prophet, God designed you that way. Do you know we are we are designed in such a unique way, each one of us. That even some people, even science can discover who they are. One doctor was examining Brother Branham. And he was so shocked. He says, Sir, you are not made like other human beings. You are very different. And there is no human being I've ever seen who is like this. Said a, a normal human being. There is a conscience in his brain. There is a section that is known as the conscious. And then the subconscious. There is a gap in between there. And when you dream something in the night, you are in the subconscious. And then it sends it to the conscious. When you are awake, you are able to remember what you dream. Because the subconscious is a different area. But this doctor told Brother Branham. But with you, your subconscious and your conscious, they are together. And because they are together, it means you can dream during day and you are you are wide awake. You are, you are conscious. And then you dream. What was it describing? That is an ability to see visions. You are You look at this brother Dan Mwazi. You see him in Mukono. Aboarding a taxi. You see him maybe knocking his foot. I see you. You are the stage in Mukono. You knocked your foot. You dropped your bag. Now you are seeing him. For us the things which we see when we are asleep. For you see them when you are awake. That, that is how Brother Branham was made. That's why people would form line and would tell people, your name is so and so. Your husband is called so and so. He's a short man. He's a doctor. I see him doing such and such a thing. I see on such a day we are in a hospital. And your doctor told you this and this. Isn't it uh, how it is? You stay on such and such a street. Plot number bread. Plot number this. Your house looks like this. And the morning you ate this and this type of food. Him seeing them. Now that's a prophet. 
God made him that way. Now, however much you pray, and you want to be a prophet, and God never made you that, you will never become one. Amen. God uses a person the way he married. Now transfer that to all aspects. So that thing the way God made you, you'll find you have passion for it. Praise God. Before a preacher becomes a preacher, he's already a preacher. You find him being disturbed by summons. Maybe before being a preacher, I used to be there. And I get a title, maybe a summon. Someone just comes. From beginning to the end. And I note it down. Not having any pulpit to able to preach it. Even in the church where I came from to begin the church, they did that I was a preacher. Because I never preached, not even a sermon. I never preached a sermon. sermon. But sermons used to disturb me. Songs would disturb me. You feel that thing itching and burning you. You feel it itching you. And you can't contain it. Amen. Amen. Many of you ministers here, you wouldn't want to say that. Just spit it out of someone and stood, popped it off. You'd want to say it come from inspiration. Inspiration. I believe it. Certainly. Well, if it has come from the Holy Spirit, that energizes you to speak that message. If it isn't, you will never be successful. So, you cannot just say, I can see. Let me go there and ramble. Preaching. And then it's. Yeah. Have I not said something? It is different. A preacher may not even have the. The speech that you can make. It may not be even articulate like the way you are. He may even stammer before he brings out a But if he's a, a, a God called preacher. After stammering, it brings out a word that word will be a blessing to the people. So you cannot make yourself what you're not. Amen. Amen. This is Charles Finney oh, no. and so forth. Charles and men who copied their sermon, um, sermons um, and out and he 
And he got up there and preached with the inspiration. The Holy Ghost. The same someone he preached the night before. Hundreds brought to the altar. There is such a difference. It's got to be by inspired. The Holy Spirit is got to unction. To unction in that. So it is. It is with healing. There is thought to be something take place through a divine gift. Amen. Amen. Now that is now on the preaching on the ministry. But we want to uh, to stretch it to all aspects of life. That uh, it has to be God. God given. Amen. Amen. And uh, whatever you do. You need that. You need the, the grace of God. You need uh, to find where God wants you to be. Praise God. A little friend of mine has been a wonderful little doctor. He believed in God. But he just didn't accept him. And last week, a week week before last, it is now, it is now, he was led to Jesus Christ. He said his business and everything had picked up already. He hadn't said nothing about it. I said, don't worry. It will come right along. You just start trusting God and watch how much more successful you are with your patients. Out there at the hospital and things. Put God first. Pray before you go to the to the home and so forth and find out. So this was a newcomer and he started realizing God is blessing. So what we are seeing there is nothing you can succeed without God inspiring. Amen. Amen. I was told Ben Carson, ben Carson the greatest uh, uh, neurosurgeon one time there was a seminar between uh, surgeons, doctors so they asked him where, what he attributes Chi. for his success he said, it is God. Remember these are scientists. They just believe in science. Not to them that is to them that is mysticism. Balabangechintu e chekusfuche bate tegeriza bulunji ngachama. 
To them everything must be explained. Scientifically. He said. Every success that I've had. Those very outstanding success. He said there is a supernatural hand behind it. He sometimes I open a patient and I read there head is open and I find a challenge there that I don't know what to do about it. And as I stand behind there Prayerfully. Then an understanding comes in me. Do this. And when I do it, success. So people look at him as a genius, but for him, he knows it is not in him. Some, some power comes and gives a super intelligence. Do this. Amen. It comes in him like a revelation. Do this. And he does it. Success. So that's how we can be successful. Depending on God. That's why the Bible says. If you lack wisdom. Ask. Even if you are going to begin a new job. Even if you are going to begin a new business. You pray. Let me tell you. The whole world and whatsoever is in it of the Lord. This world is full of riches. The riches are all around us. Even the, uh, the riches may be in just making these flowers. You just design them like that. And you decorate them uh, for, to some people. When that one is just a mine of gold. It's hidden there but you can't recognize it. They were giving me a testimony. They were employed somewhere. They saw things were not coming out right. They started such things. They put them on Facebook, social media. They started advertising their products. People started calling them. Come and contracts They started getting a big contract. Me, I do these things as a passion. If I was a businessman, I would be making money in these things. These things you are seeing here, it's me who make all these things, it's my work. These ones. Even some of these trees I cut them from the village in my Pajero. This one I just put them there. When they grew, I brought them and planted them. All these things. There is no flower here of any person. But that's very beautiful. They are just nice unto me because it's a passion. 
These days I somehow changed. But those days, when I would preach and get tired, on Monday, I would just keep on maybe trying to pick some things in my garden or the flowers. Maybe I'll move some pests. And I break the soil and I set it very well. I build it very well. So if that was my work because I just like it it's my passion that's when another person would have seen it and it comes and maybe ask me that how do you make such a money then come and also do it then that's uh, such and such amount of money then I would earn money that's what I mean to do something when it is in you you love it even if I'm working in any I may see some trees and I just follow my eyes on them seeing how they grew when it's nice to me I like nature now there you can now that is gold unto you when I say that the world is full of riches, that's what I mean. I mean. For you may be that in your life, you enjoy making chapatis. If you someone needing some uh, duff, your, your eyes can't go off that. Amen. Amen. That's gold unto you. Because the people who like good chapatis by a passionate heart that has perfected it and becomes sweet and nice. There are very many. Amen. The people who want that chapati are many. So because you just like it and you love it, you will do it and you become rich out of it. I told you of a man. He would go to Old Park. I don't know now where he stays. Because I take along without passing. I used to pass by that man in the evening. Putting on a white uh, Putting on a clean apron. White apron. White clean apron. On a bicycle. He had a bicycle there. And a white clean box. And some good sizeable. Kabalagala. Pancakes. Some pancakes. Good sizeable pancakes. His pancakes had some chili in them. But they were very sweet. People would make a line. That I, I want to be the first one. So that they can reach that man. And the people will take food to their homes. I'm um, sure all the children that would eat on those pancakes, they would demand from their parents. At the end of the day, they are the same pancakes. You become rich. So at the end of it all, that's a mine of gold. The world is full of riches. But God has to open your eyes and you get knowledge and wisdom. Because this thing people need it. And I also enjoy doing it. 
The riches are all around us. Praise be to God. They told me of a brother in Nairobi who became rich out of selling gizzards. They used to go to the farm parking over there. There was a lot of chicken and supplying somewhere. They would remove those gizzards. And they would say the gizzards to him. When they sell them to him, they said how he would fry them. Then he would go serving them to people in office. And the brother was getting a lot of money. Just selling gizzards. Where did he get it? Uh, maybe he said that as uh, do I enjoy eating the gizzard? I think other people enjoy it the same but way. So let me prepare it to them, for them. They they enjoy it as I'm earning. Amen. Praise be to God. The other time I gave an, uh, some advice to Sister Rose. But, uh, where we grow from, we used to make some juice from. Uh, Even at home, where we stay, there are also those types of bananas where they get the banana juice. I told her that can't get those and get the juice out of them. And the person who used to drink it when he was in the when the person would hear the, the, that same juice, that handmade uh, banana juice, to pick out 5,000 and buy it. Oh, any amount. Just to test on that old time banana juice. She started making the She can't manage even supplying all the people that need that. Now, how can you think of such a thing? You need to go to inspire your thinking. Things to do are not uh, no, uh, nowhere to be seen. There's something you can do. Yet another person needs it. Now when God tells you, if you fail to get wisdom, you pray for God give you wisdom. Because he has that wisdom. And it's in print. You will prosper. Amen. Every person needs his or her neighbor. Brother Branham told Birepo, I said that my son, I would have wanted you to be a preacher of the gospel. And said that you can't be a preacher if God didn't call you. People joke with things of God. Even if you are a son to Brother Branham, you don't just become because your father wishes. Even today, people, I'm sorry to say this, but people look at Joseph as a great wonder. Because he's a son of the prophet. And then they want to follow without questioning. No, because you are a son of the prophet. It does not give you the Holy Spirit. You have to sweat it out like all others. It doesn't make you a minister. No! 
Ministry is given by God. You can be a son of a great minister. And you cannot produce anything as far as the ministry is concerned. You cannot produce someone. someone who somewhere in the village as a son of the peasant who were never even religious. And God calls that one. You cannot become anything that God has not made you. It is not a will of flesh and blood. Your father may wish you become. But it has to be given to you by God. So he told him, I wish you can become a minister. And he told him, but you cannot become a minister. If God has not made you a minister. You, cannot, you should not be man-made. You should be God-made. He said, but if you don't become a minister, I wish you can become a doctor. That's a wish is overpowered. He said, but whatever you become, be best. I see many pastors are struggling to make their children preachers. It's a wonderful thing. If I had a boy, I would struggle to make him a preacher. That if I die, he can continue with my ministry. It's a good thing. But you cannot make it. It has to be God made. Some of them they end up promoting somebody just because they wish. taking over. my son take over. But it has to be God. So he said, if you become a preacher, you become a minister, you become a doctor. But he said, whatever you become, be best. He said, if you become a bum, never do a work in your life. Be best bum. Let it go in the genius book of records. That this is the greatest, the best bum on earth. From birth to death, he never did a work. Still, you will gain some fame for being the best bum. Bulichofu can be the best. Whatever you become, and then you become the best. It has a harvest. This one is the shortest man in the whole world. And he's put in the newspaper. And he's tried in praise to be taken uh, on some functions. And they say this one is the most ugliest man. This is the most ugly woman. When you are ugly, don't become partially ugly. You will not gain from it. But if you become the best ugly, you will achieve. Don't you hear such men like Mr. Sebabi? They are newspapers. 
They have taken on shows. They are celebrities. When he became that thing, he never became it, uh, that thing half, but he became that thing fully. That is just an example. That whatever you become, and you get at the top, if you become a doctor, be best. People who fly from all over the world. People of all profiles and all levels. And they are seeking just your five minutes of advice. And pay a lot of money. While other doctors are looking for jobs. Because you are best. Down here there is a lot of competition. But get at the top. There is room at the top. Whatever you become, whether you're making Kabbalagala, let it be the best Kabbalagala in the land. If you make an hotel, a restaurant, restaurant. perfect you up. Lunch time, people would drive from the end of the city just to, to come and take lunch at but your restaurant. Just say that this one is a teso dish. You want it from your mom. But do it to be the best. Here in Kampala, there are some restaurants that this one is for the People come from wherever they come from. Even those who are not Itasots, they come to test on that meal. This one is for Banyankore. Baguma restaurant. Baguma restaurant. People come from where they come from. They want to eat karo. Nambuzi and fumbe. A very good traditional Cooked in a Chinyankore way. And he makes a lot of money. He has a big hotel here. He has a hotel up here. He has a big hotel in Ibarara. You find pictures packed throughout the day. What are they there to do? To eat a chinyankole traditional dish. They are when they are cooking goat offers. There's how they eat. They make them. They make them like in a rope form, and then they boil them. That's someone wants to eat that twisted uh, and the man is rich. God gave him that wisdom. He discovered. Who discovered? I discovered it's on record that the person who discovered. 
that the traditional Banyankore food you can do it in a hotel and the hotel I call it maybe Baguma he just discovered that discovering how did he discover that? Maybe he was desperate, had no job. But he would sleep thinking of what to do. What can I do? What can I do? So it became worse and flashed in his mind. That food on Christmas or in some function. Just make a present. Cook that food. Years in Kampala are not eating that same type of food. They no longer eat that food. And they miss it. When they would come and eat it, they would feel nice. She made it, maybe. Uh, if you're given, if you've lacked wisdom, ask our pray from God. But you have to be desperate to do something. And as a believer, why is Israel a nation apart? Why? One time I had this. Uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, Rumana with a Prime Netanyahu, Minister Netanyahu, brag. He said, Israel, Israel is an icon yeah, yeah. to the world. Yeah. He said, Do you have a cell phone in your hand? That technology, technology was invented by Israel. Do you do this? this it was, it was born here. And he said, but now in this big neighborhood here, it's a different story. Why you know that it came out of the Arabs? And maybe the Arabs tell it to the world. But why Israel? Israel? Because this is a nation of God. They have walked with God. They have walked with the Bible. They cannot help but be wise. The Bible is the source of all wisdom. Because it's the wisdom of God. So you cannot be a reader of the Bible. And a believer. And you lack wisdom. Amen. And you cannot be with you. You cannot be wise and be poor. Amen. Poverty is associated with simply as in the Baganda they say that is stuck. He's stuck. For you, you got stuck. Your knowledge. Whatsoever you see, you see, there is no way. No way, no way, no way. Uh, you got stuck. You now went, decided to go to the bed and start yawning. The jaws are going to get stuck and you remain open. You can't children move out and get something to do. Amen. Now listen. God has given you wisdom. 
no manye chokola then you have known what to do walompuka twalina yuye wanomwalina yemugundi mu church there is a young Joel. man we are with in church it's called Joel abanyarwanda badda yirwana nagende rwanda was the banyarwanda went back to rwanda he also went back to rwanda nagende okulya anti Joel by the time i heard that Joel and company ekunganya kasasiro he has a company that gathers uh, Gabbage. and is a very rich person. Nichigali and he's a rich man. When he reached there, he tried to think. Company He might have started with just a smoker. Just gathering a garbage. And maybe company. Got other cars and other cars and he formed the company. We used to fellowship with him in Kamocha. Now, how did he think of such a thing? That I will get rich out of gathering garbage. Because people are there. They stuck. People to get the uh, to help them away with the garbage. And someone must help them. At a cost. And you become rich. Now you can't tell me that you've lacked what to do. Are you sister Hannah or you are someone else? Okay. Sister Hannah told me. You know the life she's gone through. She told me that when she came back home, she would spend sleepless nights thinking of what to do. What can I do? To earn. What can I do? That's when God opened her thinking. And she joined the decorations. That lady gets big contracts. Millions, millions, millions. Millions. They say like 20 million. Just to decorate a function, 20 million. And even more. She has supported her children. Even the family from which she comes from. She's supporting many, many people that are on her head. Feed and do this and this and that and the other. It just came to me to think that if a woman just spends a sleepless night that what can I do? How can I, where can I begin from? I ought not to remain like this. I have to be successful. Now, you a man where do you get the backbone to sit on a chair and you just remain there as they are feeding you? The food where the wife is the one who has struggled to get it. Even tomorrow and the other day, you just yawn and they yawn. Then you open the bracket at night and you sleep. You come close even to get some warmth. Where do you get the guts to seek for the warmth? <laughs> Sister, please just kick that thing. And kick it. A man. 
Nina backing your Bible. I have a backup from the Bible. You are, you are worse than an infidel. That is telling me to remove your sin and all your mutakiris. Get out of the house. Surango to the way that you uh, spend nights worried and thinking. Just looking for what you can do to take care of your family. Now, Kati, one of the principles we have said you must seek, you must discover, be a discoverer. Who discovered the source of river Nile? It's not a musoga. It's a white man. <laughs> Those people. It's not a musoga. It's a white man. But now, now even you discover something. Discover yourself. I discovered that I'm a preacher by the grace of God. If I had a lot of time, I, I've given you a story. I was in school. Testing studies. Electrical engineering. And God showed me that I will not be successful in that life. Yet I was so, it was such a passion. But a calling doesn't know passions. And then I said, then God failed everything in, in that line. And I'm a preacher. I can't be. I can't be anything else. But stand behind the pulpit. That's all. That's what God called me to be. And He told me I will be successful. And He does not lie. I don't have time to go into that, into the, the details. Now, after you have discovered, then do it with all your strength, with all, put in all, be best. Be best. Be best. If you are a mechanic, be best. If you are a farmer, be best. If whatever you are, be best. Be best. No mediocre. Be best. Amen. Amen. Please be best. Be best. There is room at the top. There is less competition up there. Up there, there is less competition. Up there. And you can be best. And the future has no anybody's name on it. It can be yours. 
Praise God. Success is not booked by anyone. It can be you. Why not you? If not you a child of God, why? Who should it be? Put everything in it. If you're a preacher, on Friday I told you the statement of Dwight Moody. He said, as a, as a garden of maize is not a miracle. Revival is not a miracle. If you see converts come to the Lord, don't say, hey, what a miracle. No, it's not a miracle. It came from somewhere. It came from a working. It's a labor. It's a work of someone. Because God sent you to do it. Go and make converts. And Nathaniel tells David, do all that is in your heart. For God is with you. Just sit and say, no. No, 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 they will not come. They will not come. When God told, took Brother Branham to heaven and he saw the, the people in the other dimension. Why, 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 are people, why were people telling him? If it were not you, he wouldn't have come. And the angel told him, Do you see these people? How they appreciate you? These are your people. They are your converts. No wonder they are very excited about you. You see that beautiful lady there? You led her to the Lord when she was 90 years. And they were saying, If if it was not you, we wouldn't have come here. Why were they not saying? It's not you, it was the Lord. Did you die for us? It was Jesus. If Jesus died, and we don't take what he died for to the people, to tell it to the people, it will never work for them. Jesus provided salvation materials. And he tells, now you go work. Take these materials and go win souls. Amen. And it depends how much laboring you are making. Even the gospel needs wisdom. It needs wisdom. You need to strategize. And you say today, many people are. Uh, they are they, they are in the internet. So we must not remain only radio and crusades. Don't be like these people who stand in the middle of the, of the lens. They get saved. 
Repent. Wonder, the old energy he's using. If he went and cultivated some uh, sweet potatoes. Some people stand when, where even not even a person in a car can hear a word. For him, what he wants just to speak out his words. If maybe he went and visited somebody's home and preaches the word, by the time he would have left, he would have assured that person when that he can even leave the contact and direct the person to the church. Praise be to God. Now listen. Then, after being guided by God and to what you're doing, God gave, has given you a thought and you have discovered and you've done with whatsoever is in you. Now it won't be you're working only to help you. You need God's blessing. Amen. You need the presence of God to walk with you. Now, I don't have time to speak about that. But listen Give me a preacher. Give me a Christian. Give me a housewife. That is a Christian. Give me a farmer. Or a factory, or a factory worker. That will put God first in everything. I will show you a man that will be successful. In spite of all that the devil can put on him. He seeks God first. We had time on the would have discovered that in whatsoever you earn or get, you ought to begin with God. You give your you, you give your tithes first. No Brother Bram said, give me a man. If, if he gets one dollar, he must remove ten cents for the Lord. First in your income. First pray before you go. First everything. God first. The hours of the morning. The first are for God. The money you earn. The first, the first portion is for God. You remove your tithes. You remove your offerings. For God. For anything else. first. If you open a business. Before you start even working there. God first. The other time I was preaching in Western Uganda. And I gave them an example of these two sisters. There is something about two people from Congo that Uganda doesn't have. Uganda The spirit of Uganda is very religious. Find other countries where that whenever they enter in cars, in those countries you find people praying before they begin that the journey. That sister, they were for, going in for passports. Congo for something, maybe like passport renewal. Pastor, I want to meet you. As if they had some big issue or concern. 
When I reached, uh, I made an appointment and we met here. They said that we are going to Congo. We will spend such and such days. But we don't want to go when you have not prayed for us. I said, oh, this is something. You meet someone Respects us, a minister, servant of God. And he thinks before you go a long journey, I need his hand laid on me and prayed for me. That is something. But other people, even if you are beginning a shop, you don't even call a minister or a pastor to pray for you. Why a pastor or any minister? There is something about ministers. Why do we change our Even if you're despising that person, he's a priest. He's set apart to bless God's people. Amen. Whatever you do, God first. God first. Listen. Today, I, I don't know what to do to this ghost by fear. Many things coming. And the time is uh, not there. <laughs> Amen. I don't know what to do, but there is another thing the Pentecostals have that we don't have. The Pentecostals believe that there is nothing that is for free. That even if you are going to, to get a blessing from a servant of God, you have to give him something for you to attract that blessing. If I had time, I would have preached just that one only to prove that it's biblical. It's biblical. The other time we were in Nigeria, Brother Maduka, Brother Maduka was preaching. He told us that sometimes when he was entering the stand some Pentecostal man came and told him that please lay hand, your hands on me and this pray for me. This is a very me. successful man. Then, the brother said that he prayed for that man as he was praying for that man he felt a hand entering in his pocket. This Pentecostal man was putting there some money. Brother, when the brother finished praying, he uh, but he felt disturbed that why did he give me money? Yeah. This Pentecostal man was making a spiritual contact. A Maduka who doesn't even know the amount of money he has. I said in Uganda there is no rich man who knows what is like Brother Maduka. Don't bring of any example. It's like those ones are just beginners. It's when they were interviewing him on TV. Uh, the dynamics of jobs. Nakola lost your billions, billions and nairas. And he said that in, there is a day when I made uh, two billion nairas. Billion ya naira. A billion of it. Yekana naira. Billions munana chitunde za Uganda is equated to nine millions 
8.5 billions of Ugandan money. Loss mu farming yoka. Just it farming was a loss in only farming. Billions of Uganda come in Amsambu. Ah, 17 billion uh, billions of Uganda. When all Uganda mu Kampala abo Uganda go lose ambo mugaga. There's a brother here in Kampala whom brothers did the. Mukoti ba mubuza ozito wa center maker. They ask not how heavy uh, uh, you in terms of finance. Mu byo no bugagabo na mataka bicho. In all the things we have. Million, billions come in Amenda. And that's 19 billions. Ne bachuandika maulire. And they wrote it in newspapers. And it excited people. Omusumba gamye mbo yeka na billion. Yeah. Pastor also said that he has a 19 billion. Na yono billions ways to azikolanga loss mu season emu. Ngatova ze success ate neza redeeming. The man is rich. Kati omuntu ngoyo umpukompeta kote okuje namuteke sene mu nsawo. Yali mutufu kumuta ekigamu kumulolo. Never nachment akola contact. Nagama ntumbuko yolwalumu. Called the brother on one day. And he was in a great need. Then he says. Brother Maduka says. That when God tells me to help you. I can't sleep. Before doing that thing. Then that boy told the brother of his need. His brother cut around. He said. 120 millions yamua million 12 ezo ziri mu billion plus they are like kubanga kubisamwe mirundi 8.5 you multiply by 8.5 nagamba today that man then the brother said that today multi millionaire in lagos multi millionaire mu lagos But you see, he felt this man has the anointing. I need to make a contact. Jacob wanted to bless his son. He told him you go and first hand. Then you prepare for me some meal. That's when the blessing will come. Yakobo tealimu tealimu no 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 Isaaca. It was Isaac. Isaac was not lacking what to eat. Kubanga nembuzi. Because even the goats. Yakobo diamu fezesa. The goat which Jacob used to manipulate. Yajidiamu chisibuchi. He got it from the father's goats. Why does he need to release a blessing after being given what to eat? Why did Elijah tell the other uh, woman that give me whatsoever you have for me to had he lacked what to eat because the birds would take some food for him in the bush some meat the whole world would have died but Elijah would not have died because he had the surprise from heaven But why was he asking the, some food from this widow? There are some people even who, who preach a dead gospel. That how can you take money of the poor people? Hey, for the poor people to give you tithe. If those poor people don't give me tithe, they will remain poor. Amen. Brother Branham Brother Branham had such uh, kindness. Some human kindness. 
he would return those things then the Holy Spirit rebuked him you deny them their blessings blessings. they are not giving to you they are giving me it is a a Bible principle amen now we have to decide what choose, if we are to work in our own efforts or in the guidance of God. Will I get a chance to repeat such things? Maybe let me just touch on some points and maybe leave. Now one of the principles and judge cheat and bear mu Be honest. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. It says, says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, no device. No, no knowledge no wisdom in the grave whither thou goest brother Bram there is only one chance to win souls that is when we are mortal after that no chance to win souls so we, can, we should win as much as we can now when we are mortal. After here, you cannot save your mother, you cannot save your father, you cannot save your children, you cannot save your neighbors. No chance to, no, no chance to, to save a soul. And therefore you go out of this life with no reward. Because if there is a reward Jesus has, it is for those who win many righteousness. Told that whatsoever you do, do it with all your might. Because where you're going in the grave, you don't have a chance of doing such. Mm. Proverbs 12 of 27. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but that substance of a, deli- of a diligent man is precious. The slothful man roasteth not that which he, he took in hunting. Slothful. Again, he goes and hunts and brings meat at home and it roasts. He cannot roast that meat because he is lazy. He goes and plants and uh, uh, gets a garden of tomatoes or plants a garden of tomatoes. Then he does not weed that garden. And all those tomatoes he loses them because of not weeding them. He hunts, he just gives it there and sleeps and it rots. Then you wonder why he hunted that thing. 
or that meat. Convince then you give him the money. He has had the food, but he's raising. It's going to get rotten as he's seeing. Brother, the project failed. Brother, project Yagana. He went maybe and bought some goats. Project a project of goats. They just sleep in the dung there. And they fall sick and die. When you could have some pain and they sleep some good pain. He hunts. But the meat gets rotten. Because he's raising. And he thinks that he's bewitched. That's why he fails to succeed. But the Bible has said that she is raising. What he hands gets rotten because of his resonance. He has put his restaurant in a, a dirty place. The fries keep rotating around. Because he is raising. He can't clean where he or she is working from. Whoever comes does not want to come back. Cannot even run. That how can I cook a very nice katogo that is good for people to eat? No, he thinks that he was cast or she was cast. That's the father who cast him or her. If you inherited, you inherited resonance, not curses. It's not curses. You inherited resonance. You are as ready as your people where you came from. It's not that you are cast as they were cast. Maybe if it was the same curse of resonance. Romans 12, 11. The Bible says, not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. Fervent. Serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Not slothful. The things you begin, you let them in the you leave them in the middle. When you learn the keyboard, you don't seek to perfect it. When you just learn to play some songs, as long as I can play a tune of amazing grace. Now you just stop there. That's what is killing us. Because you are slothful. How many churches of the message? Maybe ours also. That are so stunted in growth. Started in 20 years. The church is going nowhere. When they baptize us so. They make a party. Because to them, baptism is a party. It's something which is scarce. But is it how it ought to be? Or it has to be? Still all the full week? No. They're not fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Osborne told me. 
his book and so I saying that every day every, every day preach the gospel to three people may God forgive me because I no longer do it but you can't preach at least three people in a day, every day. And spend a month without getting at least one. The more you preach, the more the ability in you comes up. The small you grow in inspiration. That's why Paul told Timothy that steer up the gift in you. Steer the gift in you. It's like the way how you can put sugar in tea and you start steering. Now, if you put the sugar in the tea and you, then you don't steer because of your rosefulness. You will drink flat things. And the sweetness is there. So some of you have ministries. The sweetness is there. But you're not steering. Because you are slothful. No steering, no fervent. You are not fervent in the spirit. Hebrews 6.12 That he be not slothful. But followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Listen. Just some closing now. If you wish, you can even stand if you are tired of sitting. The word perseverance means to be persistent. And persistent in making a goal or doing something. And every man that is in all ages that is ever made anything out of themselves or done anything would be persistent in the thing that they try to trying to achieve. And before you can be persistent, you have to have faith in what you are trying to achieve. And if you haven't got faith in what you are trying to achieve, you will never be able to do it. We just got many things we could say about different ones that... The, that was perseverant, persistent, holding on to achieve. I've got a little slogan that I say it that I say it quite a bit. That I say it quite a bit. It might it might it might be good for you to take it. A winner never quits. And a quitter never wins. Just think of it. A winner never quits. And a quitter can't win. You must hold on. And before you even start, be dead sure you are right. And then persistent. Are those people who are always jumping. 
They don't achieve anything. They don't achieve or perfect anything. No. You begin a project of uh, uh, poetry. Tomorrow you begin that one of goats. Another day, piggery. The pigs, when they get swine fever, you run. Now I'm going to Chazanga. Hey, it means that they have, the pigger has failed in this place. Now you start uh, keeping rabbits. As you fail that, there is a project of raising caterpillars. You start doing that. And when you fail, that say, they say that you can raise maggots. Maggots, then you research about the business. Are you a God who looks after every creature on earth? For you want to at least look after everything. Back <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the brother nodding like, Have something to stick on. If it's to raise a, a rabbit, let them die. You get others. You try to research and know why did the other first ones die. Let these ones also die. You buy others and continue. You will at the end of it all become a consultant. Amen. When it's you, he informs people that this is how you keep rabbits. That when you do such a mistake, they will die. Because you did that mistake and they died. That loss is school fees. Your loss, your Count it as school fees. fees. That count that one as school fees. To learn. Opiga. But be persistent. Do you have a vision of that thing? Do you or have you a passion? Do you have a passion? Be persistent. Amen. Praise be to God. I told you that today if you remain here we shall spend your whole day but you stand up. A winner never quits. Churchill. They say that Churchill was the prime minister in England. Uganda the pearl of Africa. He's the one who named Uganda as the pearl of Africa. That time he was a prime minister. In those days he was the prime minister. That he was called at the university. Having uh, students that were going to be awarded. They expected a great speech out of him. As a prime minister. Great prime minister. Prime minister. When he stood he said. Never, never, never ever give up. Never, never, never ever give up. Never three times. And he sat down. 
he would not have become the prime minister tayani fuse prime minister so norecho never give up kwanikanga they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up their wings like eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. Never give up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and Oh, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait for thee that wait upon
Blessed be the name of You want to be remembered in prayer. Maybe you have seen somewhere you are failing. You have seen where the problem is. Maybe you say, Lord, give me wisdom on what I should do. I want to discover myself. And then when I discover, I'll put, I'll do it with all my strength. I want it, I will perfect it. I don't want to be a mediocre. Whether physical, business, or spiritual ministry, whatever, Heavenly Father, Lord, you have spoken to us from your word. We are your children. You who gave wisdom to Solomon, and you gave many of the children of Israel wisdom we are perfect Lord God we ask that you give us the same grace your servant preached us a message called total deliverance and he said, God doesn't make any halfway Christians. He doesn't make any halfway preachers. He said, but a preacher can be halfway. And a Christian can be halfway, but it's not God who did it that way. It's their own ways that fail the purpose of God. Father, help us, Lord. Help us to overcome. Give us wisdom. Give us fervence in spirit. Give us courage, Lord. Give us faith and godliness that we put you first. Lord, that the tables of stones of the word of God will be written on our hearts. That we put you first. For when we put you first, we cannot fail. When you are the one leading, be part of our businesses. Give us obedience to pay tithes and offerings. To pray and to trust God. For some trust in chariots. And others trust in horses. And trust in the Lord. Help us Lord. To walk with you in every Pray, I pray all that for your children. Bless them. Make them successful. Make them prosperous in their ministries and in their callings and in their places of work in their professions whatever you have made them to be. Let them excel. They will head and never tell. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ.
bless you.